The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, the Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me right next to me, which is so exciting, the wonderfully talented Michelle Yu, the hardest working person <laughs> I have ever seen, Michelle Yu. Michelle, how do you do it? I'm, I'm, I've been down in Delmar for one day. I'm already exhausted. You know what, Billy? Uh, I really thrive off working. Like the right. more I work, the be- the more I want to work. You love it. So and when I'm doing it and driving and getting places and everything. I get happier and happier and happier. But here's the other thing to think about also that I think you'll agree with me. Mm-hmm. And we're workers. I'm a worker too. You yeah. know me. Uh, it. We're so fortunate because we love this Mm -hmm. we love what we do and for anybody listening this is your one billy soapbox uh, speech today we're gonna get a billy yeah we're gonna get it early breeders cup week and and it is that if if you do what you love to do you wake up every morning and you're excited and and it's not work would you agree like we're, we're so fortunate i mean michelle you've been spending the mornings at del mar and at santa anita looking at all these incredible thoroughbreds the best in the world not just in our country the world uh getting ready for breeders cup which is this friday and saturday at del mar i cannot believe it it's 14 races it's the draw was yesterday and what we're going to do today is a special treat because we know there are a lot of these out there but there's really no one like michelle Yu who's going to really (laughs) we're going to go through these races and we're going to take our time and we're just going to crush it uh, Michelle is an amazing handicapper. I have some some fairly strong opinions, and rather than bring a guest on, and it, we we thought today it would be something special, something different, because because it is Breeders' Cup, and we're not just going to do the pretenders contenders. Michelle and I are actually going to give out some locks. We're going to call locks. them locks. Okay. Yeah, we're going to call them locks. We're going to give out locks. We're going to tell you how to make some money on Breeders' Cup Day. Uh, on Friday and Saturday, and we're gonna get to it just right now. Are you ready? Uh, but yeah, no okay. three things in note. So, Let's jump right no in. No three things in note. It's it's fucking Breeders' Cup time. Whoa, yeah. really? No, no, no. It is, and I'm excited. And here we go. The first race is the sixth race on Friday. That's November fifth. It's the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. It's a Grade Two for one million dollars. Five furlongs on the grass. First post, the post time for the first Breeders' Cup race is 2.50 p.m. Pacific. 2.50 p.m. Pacific. Uh, in this race, the morning line favorite is the 8, Averly Jane. She's 5-2 to two for Hat Creek Racing, Wesley Ward, Tyler Gaffleone. I'm going to turn this over to Michelle for a, a brief kind of 
overall perspective of this race? Well, what it comes down to is Averly Jane is wicked fast, right? She's never been tested in her four career outs. Uh, she's pretty much been on the lead or right at the lead in all of those. And funny is they started her on the main track and then they tried to get her on the turf and it didn't work. They finally end up on the grass last time, but she's shown versatility in the, in the fact that she's able to run on both surfaces. We know at this time of year, it is very common to see fillies being as good as the boys before the physical you know, demands of, of growing up start to come into play. So Averly Jane is squarely the horse to beat, right? Yes. And when you're talking about having a bunch of euros in, I feel like anytime we as handicappers see grass and euros, we yeah. just instantly gravitate towards that. As we should. Right? Yeah. But I feel like in a sprint situation, um, because of how fast Americans are, and especially Californians, um, you really can beat the euros if you're looking going <coughs> short. Okay. So, so you're thinking euros are vulnerable in this particular spot. So uh, I'll put you to it. If you're gambling on this race, uh, uh, what's your what's your style? Where are you where are you going? Are you demanding a price, or are you leaning more towards Averly Jane and just saying, "Hey, I'm going to lock this up. She's going to win. She's going wire to wire. She's the fastest horse, and that's it." She is definitely the fastest horse, um, but also I, I'm not going to single her, Billy. Okay. I also like one timer in here for Larry Ravelli. He won the speakeasy last time out. It was off the break. He shipped in and he ran Southern California turf horses off of their feet. So I really like that effort from him. I think that he's quick. And I'll tell you what, today yeah, I'm um, listening. I watched a couple of horses break out of the gate this really? morning. I was at the gate. Ah, inside information, came. people. Armor, yeah, who is good. the seven horse. Yeah. And Vertigious. Vertigious. Verti what? I think it's Vertigious. There's an N in there. Vertiginous. Vertiginous. Vertiginous both came to the gate. Uh, Vertiginous could not get out of his own way right out of it. And I think that's just going to leave him with a big deficit right. to go to go through. But I thought Armour looked tremendous on track. Great. He stood in the gate beautifully. Right. He got out of the gate very, very well. I gave him an A when he came out. Okay. And then if that wasn't enough, Billy, they blew out down the lane past mm. the gap. And then they came back and they did it again. <laughs> I mean... Welcome to Breeders' Cup. Right? I was like, wait, you're going to go again? And they, right. they popped out again. And the second time, armor just as good. So on form, he has not even been the best in you know France or in Great Britain that we have seen. He was third last time out in a grade one. But I just, from a physical standpoint, watching these horses, he has shipped over very well. I thought he looked fantastic. I'm going to use him. Hoping that he's maybe coming into a new form right here. He's going to appreciate the hard. I don't know what it's going to be that's going to be the deal changer for him. Okay. But I have to use him. Okay. So so you're you're not a strong player in this race. There's no super strong opinion. I would agree with you mm -hmm. in that in that. However, I'm I'm going to be Euros all the way in all the turf races. What? Yes, I am all Euro oh, all the time. Boy. I love your armor pick at six to one. I think he that is great value. I've been reading up on him. I like Ryan Moore. He's won out here before. Um, I, I I actually think Twilight Jet from the rail. If this horse can get out, it's the most. He's the most experienced horse in the field. He's ten. This will be his eleventh start, uh, and he's very fast. And if you remember the turf course from this summer at Del Mar, mm -hmm. the inside posts were where you wanted to be. If you could get out and get in a good spot and save that ground around the turn and kind of uh, 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 kick out when they turn for home, it's a good spot. 
Let I, me give I, you some inside ahead. info or something on this horse. Inside info. I was standing at the gate today. Who else comes up but Twilight Jet? How did he look? Uh, so he came over good, but then he progressively got hotter and hotter. He actually came after the first set broke. He was waiting for them to come back to break with them. Oh. But Michael Call O'Callaghan was standing with me, um, and I asked him, like, is this how he normally is? He said he's a super feel-good horse. This is him. He's excited about going to the races. He loves his job. He said, honestly, if he wasn't getting a little hot, that's when I would worry. They'd schooled him right along the inside. So they put him into the you know the closest gate that they were using, which wasn't exactly <clears> on the rail. And then they put the other two horses outside of him to mimic what he will see oh, wow. in a race day situation. He stood in the gate beautifully. He got out of the gate well. Uh, but there's an asterisk here, yeah, right? there's you a can, but. There, well, in front of the other Euros. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't exactly. know how that's going to, right. how that's Listen, going to go next to I am uh, armor. the Wesley Ward. I like, I like Twilight Gleaming. For Wesley Ward, there's a guy riding him. I, I can't really pronounce his name. I'm not sure where he's from. Can you look at Twilight Gleaming? The six, I believe. He's number six. Twilight Gleaming. Who's riding him? Uh, I read Ortiz. Oh, that's how you say it. I read Ortiz. Yeah, he's pretty good. So I, I'm, I'm going to take a, a stand with the Euros here. Not a, I'm like you. I'm a little spready in this race, mm -hmm. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my stand with the Euros. So okay. that, that's where we are for the Breeders' Cup. Juvenile turf sprint, which the next race, the seventh race, is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Now, you know what we need, though? What? We, we should have had a Juvenile Phillies turf sprint. Why? They ran in that. Averly Jane's in the turf sprint. I'm, I know Averly Jane is in the turf sprint. But, but she's the favorite. But you know, do you know there were like eight horses on the also? Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So and this is completely this it, is completely self-serving. Uh, well, you know what they did? They put this, the, the Senator Ken Maddie, they made it two and up. But who wants to run their two-year-old against six-year-olds? I, I saw that. That's one incredible. One person is crazy, right? All right. All right, let's go to the uh, Breeders' Cup. Juvenile Phillies. Juvenile Phillies. It's a grade one. It is... For two million dollars, not one million dollars, Michelle. How many million? Two. Two million. Mile sixteenth. Uh, Michelle, this is obviously uh, the race has kind of fallen apart. We lost um, Phil D'Amato's filly. I love uh, her too. Ain't easy to an injury. She's going to be fine. But a field of only six lineup for two million. Echo Zulu, heavy four to five favorite. She's undefeated. There's a little bit of controversy with her. Ricardo Santana is not going to ride her. He has ridden her in three straight. Joel Rosario was supposed to ride Ain't Easy. Ain't Easy scratches. Asmussen calls for Rosario here. First of all, before we get into it, how do you feel about that? What have you heard? I mean, obviously you want to think uh, Steve uses Ricardo an awful lot, but I see where he's coming from. You're talking about into a new track, and Rosario rides Del Mar very, very well. This is going to be a big test for Echo Zulu. She's been out here and she's been training. Um, I I don't mind the rider swap. I think it just comes from a like PR-type bad timing because yeah. we all have been seeing Ricardo's in a slump. Very so bad slump. not riding him because What would you have slump? done? Um, good question. It is a good question. That's why we're talking about it. Um... I mean, Rosario pops open. You're like, all of a sudden. You take Rosario. I would take Rosario. Okay, good, good. But all right. we've also seen a lot of people switch riders, and it yeah, doesn't work doesn't out, work right? Out. It depends I on agree. the horse, the situation. Here in a six-horse field, and you're on the outside, There's I don't not know. much. Yeah, uh, he, I guess the question here is because it's not a great betting race. Right. Let's just say that right now. I mean, you have Juju's Map at 5-2. to two, She just won the Alcibiades. You have Hidden Connection at 5-2. to mm -hmm. two, She just won the Pocahontas. Then you have three long shots. Mm -hmm. So... I guess the question is, can anybody beat Echo Zulu? 
Well, yeah, two other horses at least. Do you think Juju it. Map I mean, or Hidden Connection could beat I Echo Zulu? I actually really like Hidden Connection, Brett Calhoun's okay. horse. I mean, hasn't done anything wrong. I think she's got a nice running style where she can lay pretty close. Unfortunately for her, she's down along the inside, but maybe they'll just sprint away. Like she says, not a big field, so it's not going to be a huge difference in trip overall. So I think that she's really interesting in here. I, I like her a lot. Okay, so you're, you're kind of leaning towards Hidden Connection and getting value. I, she's, which she's which already... I appreciate. I, I could never talk to anybody I take anybody off about getting value. I think Echo Zulu's probably in a, in a little bit of a different league right now than Hidden Connection. I think the only thing that can beat Echo Zulu is possibly a deep Delmar track, something like that, new What new about track. the fact that she has to go two turns in this race? I think she's more than capable of going two turns. In fact, her sire is a little horse named Gunrunner mm -hmm. who won the Breeders' Cup Classic at Delmar, just ironically. I enough. was there. Yeah, we were all there. Um, so Echo Zulu... Juju's map, hidden connection, kind of a three-horse race here. It can uh, get a long shot step up. I mean, do you see Sequist. someone? Sequist, maybe if they go too fast and it falls apart. She was rolling late last time in the Alcibiades, had some trouble, finished third. Maybe that's your kind of price play mm -hmm. here at 15 to 1 to, on the morning line. To hit line. the bottom of to the, hit exotics. the To hit the Dallas exotic. Stewart has a way of coming he in really long He really does. Shots. Lemons forever, baby. You know what's funny, actually? He mentioned lemons forever when I talked to him this morning really? about this horse. Yeah, I just pulled that out. I know. That's what he had said. But uh, the West Point Connections told me that when they uh, saw her at the sale, Dallas fell in love with her, said it reminded him of Forever Unbridled. So <clears throat> Interesting. You know, I think that's a good shot. I think if you want to play this race and you just want to take a shot, I think Sequist is, a, at least you know, she'll be running late. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I like that. All right, let's move on to the eighth race, which is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly Turf on Friday, grade one. This is for... How many millions, Michelle? One. One. One million. One mile on the grass. It is for two-year-old fillies, Michelle. I'll let you start. There is a uh, who? Who is the uh, morning line favorite right now? I, I can't don't know. even see. Who is the morning line favorite? Man, there, there's, there's not really even a big favorite in this race. Five to one. Pizza Bianca on the on the rail mm -hmm. for Jose Ortiz and Christophe Clement. One uh, finished second in the Natalia Natoma last time uh, at Woodbine. Michelle, this is. Again, like the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint, this is a wide-open race. Is there someone you've kind of fallen in love with here? You've seen all these horses in the mornings. I mean, I have been ultra-impressive with Cairo Memories. Um, you know, just in her race day, I actually haven't seen her in the mornings at all. But I will give you two horses that have looked good in the mornings. Okay, two morning good okay, horses. The first one is the three, Cachet. This is actually <coughs> the first time I've really been looking at her form. And you can see it's good form, not great form. She you know, only has the one win under her belt, and she isn't really cleaning up in any of these stakes by any means. She does have one route race under her belt and no tries going left. But I watched her walk on the track for the last two mornings. Just physically, she looks really good. She's not teeny tiny and, and, and miniature like some two-year-old European fillies can be. So I thought that she had a good size and she was intriguing. Also, the 11 hottie. For Chad Brown. Wait, does that say 10 to 1 in a Chad Brown turf First of all, I'm going to say this right now, okay? <laughs> to everybody listening and to the world that's listening to this podcast, Hottie is not going to be 10 to 1. Okay. Hottie is going to be like 5 to 1. Hottie <laughs> might even be the favorite come post time. Oh, I'm just telling you. Everybody is talking about Hottie. These are our good friends at Bradley Thoroughbreds, Devin uh, and Pete. I know you guys are listening. Uh, Chad likes this filly a lot. She was DQ'd in her first start, came back and, and just broke her maiden super impressively and, and was able to get into the field with some defections. Hottie is not going to be 10 to 1, so don't get too excited. Uh, if there is someone that's going to beat your Europeans, um, look for Chad Brown. I mean, he's got Hottie, he's got consumer spending, he's got Pratt, he's got Tyler. 
uh, a wide open race here. I really don't have a strong, strong opinion. I'm not big into the Europeans. And obviously, Michelle, we have to talk about California Angel, mm -hmm. who was on our podcast. Chris Walsh was on our podcast last week. She was tremendous. George Leonard, I saw him actually this morning, introduced myself, told him all about the pod. Hopefully he's listening. Um, she was really impressive in both of her turf starts, but she drew the 14 hole. I know. And it's just going to be butter. so tough for her out there. Although, look. Maybe she just drops back. Drops back to last, save the ground, and see what happens. Yeah. Should be a great race. It's really interesting. I think you're right about Cairo Memory. She's been really impressive. Um, Kent Sormo knows what he's doing. She's got a nice inside draw. She has plenty of tactical speed. I think this is a race where you actually have a chance to beat the Euros with one of the Americans. I'll, I'll tell you what, too. Yeah. Um, watching, looking at who's riding her, Rafael Bejarano, right? When we're talking about changing up riders for circuits. Raphael was a leading rider in California, in Southern yeah. California, for many years. So Many. You know, this is not like, oh, someone that's they're from the Midwest and no, never he, ridden the track. So right. at least if you're going to draw the outside, you draw it with someone who is intimately familiar with the surface. He still doesn't know um, that there are different sexes, boys and girls, with the horses. You knew know that. Everybody is a he or she, and it's the wrong thing. But that's okay. It's another story. Let's move on. Ninth race, Breeders' Cup, Juvenile. It's grade one. It is for two million dollars mile 16th on the main track the breeders cup juvenile goes at 4 50 p.m pacific and the two favorites the morning line favorite is jack christopher for jim backy and uh gerald uh ispister did i say that right i have no idea I, that was I good know. though i thought it was good jose ortiz rides for chad brown nine to five on the morning line on the rail and then you have corniche who is the west coast stud Bob Baffert, Mike Smith, Speedway Stables, a $1.5 million OBS April purchase, who is two for two, undefeated and untested. He comes out of the American Pharaoh grade one, where he was dynamite that day at two to five. Michelle, it, it, it seems to me, and I'm just going to throw it out here, this is like kind of the clash of the titans, mm -hmm. and one's on the inside and one's on the outside. Just tell me what's going to happen in this race. I have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> in this race, Billy. First of all, I do want to mention something about Corniche. The last listed work that you'll see is October 23rd. Yeah. He actually has a subsequent work. Um, it oh. was it was the day that we got fogged in at Santa Anita. Ah. And there were a number of horses that could not get official times because of that. So when you're looking at Corniche and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how come he didn't work again? He did. He worked again. So him and Barossa were uh, a pair right. that day and, and right. did not get their times. Pinehurst did get a time on October 30th because he worked uh, right alongside them or in the same vicinity. So we have to just keep that in mind when you're looking. I think, yeah. And okay. I think I think this is very like East Coast versus West Coast. I think this is, you know, how good was the champagne? Because Jack Christopher was very good in that. And so was Command Performance, who finished second that day for Pletcher and Ired Ortiz. Five to one on the morning line for Command Performance. Then you have the Baffert Brigade. Mm -hmm. And you have Corniche, obviously, who we've spoken about. You have Pinehurst. What has Pinehurst done wrong, Michelle? Nothing. Nothing. All he did was break his maiden and then win the Del Mar Futurity. Mm -hmm. And then you have this kind of sneaky Barossa. He is sneaky. I'm going to tell you why. I was oh, with... okay. you're he's crazy. Sneaky. No, no, no. I'm telling you he's sneaky. You watch. He's 10 to 1 on the morning line. Belly he's probably going to be higher than that. He's been working great. Baffert did, does not want to go into this race and waste people's time. This horse, he has always been very, very high on this horse. And he kind of woke up last time. So I'm just saying at a huge price, you're talking about Baffert. Like, let's say you like Jack Christopher and you could do something with a Jack Christopher all with a few. I would use Barossa in those tries. That's all I'm saying. 
Uh, I would say going into the uh, American Pharaoh, I was not for Corniche. I was actually all about Rockefeller because I'd watched them work in Rockefeller. That was the hype horse, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Corniche blew his doors (coughs) off. I have seen him look excellent ever since. Corniche the beast. He's a tiny beast. He's a tiny beast. He's tiny. Yeah, he's like a little tiny beast. All right. Good luck in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. The last race on Friday is the 10th. It's the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. It's a grade one for $1 million. $1 Michelle, million. one mile on the grass. Michelle, another wide open affair. And you know where I'm going. Um, is but it McKinnon? No, I'm not going to McKinnon. I'm going oh, Euros. Oh, you're going Euros. I forgot. Yes. I like inside and outside. Uh, there's a lot of hype with Dubai Legend. I don't know how he's going to handle the 14 post. Uh, I watched a lot of his races. He's been hyped since the day he stepped onto the racetrack. I also think Modern Games, who should get a great trip from the rail, his stablemate, Albahar. I think this is a Euro special race. I can't go too deep. It's hard for me to get by the Euros in here. Okay, well, I think that McKinnon stands a really good chance to be able to beat Euros in here. I just thought that he's done nothing wrong. And when you go back and you watch the Zuma Beach uh Oh, JJ. I watched it. I was in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. JJ got this horse into so much trouble. He easily could have run fourth or fifth and just been like, oh, well, you know, he had a, a terrible trip. Instead, he pulls out a win. Not only pulls out a win, he pulls away for the win. So I thought that effort was really impressive, and it, it turned me into a McKinnon fan where I've constantly tried to beat him before that. I also am really intrigued by Portfolio Company okay. for Chad Brown. Why not? Now, Brown and Pratt. Pratt, that's the whole, right? Uh, Ch- Chad Brown has tabbed Flavian Pratt to ride a couple horses for mm-hmm. him. You're talking about the guy that rides Delmar the best. It's Pratt right here. You're going to get 6-1 to one in the morning line. Who knows what you'll get come race time. He has been beaten his last two out, but Annapolis was injured, could not run in here. Yep. And he was just a head behind, right? Right. And you can see in the running lines that he has been ranked on a couple of occasions. I feel like this is a Slavian Pratt special. Soft hands, Soft get hands. him covered up. Or not. Or yeah. don't get him covered up. Yeah. What happens if he just says, okay, you want to go, my friend? Yeah, go ahead. it could be. Slavian has a way of coaxing trips and performances out of horses i think this could be a really nice match okay i like it we're gonna give i'll give you i i went primarily europeans i think slipstream rosario mm. clement uh this horse comes out of uh, of a very good race in the futurity he was in the breeders cup juvenile turf sprint Christophe Clement decides to, instead of going back in the sprint to five furlongs to go to a mile, I just think that's an interesting thing. And I think that's how you end Friday with kind of European flair. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and do the Saturday card. Michelle, I have some exciting news. Okay. You ready? Tell me. Nick's go, the uh, possible favorite for the Breeders' Cup Classic is going to tailor-made stallions after his career is over. You know about That's Nick's exciting. goal? He's very excited. I, do, I know that he won a grade one at two, four, and five, over $5.5 million in earnings, and he also put up the fastest mile time at Keeneland history when he won the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile in a new track record of a minute 33 and four. In fact, I think he set two or three track records. He set a bunch of track records. I just remember recently watching him in the grade one Whitney at Saratoga. He was blazing out there on the front end going 23 and change, 46 and change, one by four and a half under no urging, 111 buyer that day for Brad Cox. Michelle, this horse is real. Well, we'll get to see him in his swan song coming up in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Yeah, and if you're interested in learning uh, more about Nick's Go, contact Travis White at TaylorMade Stallions. 
we'll give his office number today, 859-885-3345. Nick's go will be standing at TaylorMade. All right, Michelle. Saturday kicks off with the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. It's seven furlongs. It's a grade one. How many millions? One. 12.05 Pacific. This is early, Michelle. I'll just be having like my second cup of coffee by now. And, and you go to Gamine, who is likely to be a giant favorite in here. She's three to five on the morning line. I think she's going to be less than that. Baffert, Velasquez, four for four this year, nine for 10 in her career. And their only loss was in the Kentucky Oaks. Yeah, Pretty incredible. Around one turn. What undefeated around one turn. I just, how do you beat her? You don't. You don't. You just... Quick question for yes. you. Though. Just Celia Tantoso yes. uh, with a scratch today. Yes. From an owner's standpoint, since this is an owner's show, yeah. how do you feel? You get all the way to Breeders' Cup, you ship all the way out here, and the yeah. day after the post-position draw. I can't tell you how bad that I personally feel for Juan Ariagata, who's her trainer, a very small trainer who this was his chance on the big stage and the biggest race of her life. I feel terrible for the medallion racing crew and for our partners, uh, for the little red feather partners who put a lot of time and effort and, and obviously money to, 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 to be here. We supplemented her for a hundred thousand dollars. Um, we will get that money back, Okay. but that was part of the deal. We just said, Hey, we're going to go for it. We're going to, we're going to take on Gamine and Bella Sophia and CC and see mm -hmm. what happens. And, the good news is she's going to be absolutely fine, and she's actually going to be headed to Kentucky, and she'll be sold in the uh, November sale at Facing Tipton. Okay. So as an owner, you're here's the bottom line. It sucks. You're really depressed right. for, for a minute. Uh, we Obviously, myself, I've been in this game for a long time. I know these things happen. You can never prepare for them, and it, truthfully, you always have to do what's right for the animal, mm -hmm. and you, you know that this is this game and we say it every single time we talk every single episode i feel we say it's hard right. to get there is is part of the battle but actually to run that's that's the real battle and it it sucks and i feel terrible for juan i feel terrible for the philly as well because she she deserved it she deserved to be here and i think she was going to give a good account of herself but it's not to be All right. so we're back to handicapping with gamine a probable single bell sophia i hope bell sophia goes and like lays on he her. He said it. He said it. Rudy said. Rudy said we're we're from the outside. We're gonna try and, and just be right there with her. Be right there with her. Mm -hmm. I I was with Johnny V last night actually, and I said. Did you tell him don't hold her back? I said to him. I said. Don't <laughs> said, save horse, Johnny. I v. said, what happens if someone tries to go with you? And he said, they, they can't. can't. They're not fast enough. That's the key, though. That's the that, key. That they is, can't. When you go back and you watch Gamine's races, the races that her rider lets her run, they can't go are better than the races that they try and like save Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Gamine. All right. In the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare uh, Turf, uh, Philly Mare Sprint. We go to the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint, Grade One, five furlongs on the grass, one million dollars. Michelle, this is a really interesting, interesting field. Your morning line favorite seven to two, and that's Golden Powell, who actually won a Breeders' Cup race last year as a two-year-old. He comes back as a three-year-old for Wesley Ward. I read Ortiz seven to two. Michelle, how do you feel about playing this race? Where Where do you end up here? I have no idea where to go <laughs> in this race. Okay, so like, yes, Golden Pal is the horse to beat, right? Yeah. But we have last year's winner in here. Yep, in, glass, in slippers. glass slippers. Yep. However, Through the rail. we are cutting back to the flat five, and while she's still really good, 
is she going to be good enough here just with the configuration right. of Del Mar, with the shorter stretch and everything? This summer, a lot of horses, not a lot, a lot of horses came from way back either th yeah. this summer. You know, it was primarily kind of, you had to be in the race right. mm -hmm. here here to win at Del Mar in a five furlong race. So who is, who is that horse that, that can kind of be in the race and is going to be in the right spot? I mean, what about a horse like Lieutenant Dan, who's three for three, including two wins at Del Mar? He won the green flash. Giovanni Franco, we love Gio. Uh, six to one on the morning line. He's probably California's best horse. Does he have a chance? I think he does. I mean, he. he you has, just like him. You're I giving him cookies. I knew it. <laughs> oh, that was a total setup. Oh my! That's, oh, is it crap? That was. I No, I knew you. I knew you fed him cookies all fucking morning. I fed morning. him cookies all morning. Yeah, I, I really know. like Lieutenant Dan. He does. You know, we have seen Calbreds be able to win. But he's race. got the right style he's too. Got the right he's style. got the right style. And he obviously loves the turf course. And when you have a horse for course, and that could be Lieutenant Dan here, I mean, you have to give them two, three, four looks, right? I mean, he's not going to be – he's going to have to reel in Golden Pal, right? Golden Pal's yeah. not stopping. But, yep. you know, maybe he's capable of doing that. And if uh, if not him, then I also thought that Kamari was interesting. Really? The other Wesley Ward. In interesting. Here. I mean, she Hasn't had, been out since April. Yeah, but – Hasn't know, worn on the turf this year. Mm-hmm. But a debut winner and uh, by an impressive amount. And Wesley Ward knows how to get horses ready to go, right? He he plans for things sure. and he is able to work backwards it was such precision that it's not even a question, are they going to be ready? Are they not going to be ready? So <clears throat> I like it. Just the price, I think she's interested. I, I, I'm going to stick to everything I've said uh, earlier in the show. I'm going to go with Euros here. I, but I, I am going to try to beat glass slippers. I'm going to end up on Emirati Anna. Oh, I like that one. Who is actually a gelding. One, I keep right? thinking it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a filly. Mm -hmm. uh, five to one. Because this one could end up very close. Right. In, second in, flight. in, in the second flight. Yeah. And I kind of like a case of you also for... Um, Adrian McGinnis, was he one of the ones at the starting gate today? Did you see him? No. no. Okay. Uh, uh, but I, I kind of like this horse as well. I, I, I like Euros. I think they're going to really be hot and heavy up front. I think okay. Golden Powell is super fast. I think Charmaine's Mia's got to go. I think um, there was another one that I saw that was very fast. I can't remember. Arrest Me Red is kind of fast. Lieutenant Dan's going to be up there. I just think they're going to be a clump up there. Mm -hmm. And then someone is going to come running. And I'm thinking it could be one of the Euros, a case of you or Emirati Anna. Okay. How do you feel about that? So it's either Wesley Ward or a Euro. Okay, that's fair. That's or fair. Calvin. All right, or a Cowboy. <laughs> or a Cowboy. <laughs> I wish Beer Can Man was running. He didn't make it. Okay. Um, Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, grade one, $1 million, one mile on the dirt. That's because it's the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. It should be one mile on the dirt, Michelle. We have another huge favorite here, and that is Life is Good. Four to five on the morning line. Drew the five. I read Ortiz, Todd Pletcher. Uh, formerly trained by Bob Baffert, lost by a neck to Jackie's Warrior in the grade one Jerkins, then comes back and absolutely freaking romps in the Kelso. Michelle, I guess the question here, like we had before, is Single. can someone beat Life is Good? No. No. Page. If, if someone was going to beat Life is Good, like just who is it going to be? Silver State. I agree. I agree. Good. Moving on. Breeders' Cup, Philly and Mare Turf, grade one, mile and three ace, $2 million for this race. Uh, the last year's winner, I believe she's back, and that's Odara. Odara, yeah. am I saying that right? Like Odara. Five to one. She drew the outside for William Buick. Uh, she's back, Michelle. This race, you know where I'm going. This is a Euro special. This is a Euro dream. They're just better than our horses. The, the best American hope is obviously Warlike Goddess. She's actually the morning line favorite, 7-2 for Ch for uh, Bill oh, Mott wow. and, mm -hmm. and uh, Julian Leparu. 
really, really nice filly. I'm just not sure she's as as good as these European fillies. This is my this is my play of the day. Okay. I'm giving it out. I'm giving it out for free. You can just download this podcast, the owner's box, and get this. Rozier. No. Rogier. Rogier? Am I saying it right? Mm -mm. I'm just saying it wrong? No, you're saying it right, but you got the wrong horse. Why? Because I think that that filly only likes it when it's soft. Oh, you might be right. Look at the firm races. She's getting like finishing six, seven. Yeah. I just the like her. I watched her races last night. I, I think I think this is the right one. I, you always okay. have to find that euro that's she, a little she off beat the radar. Last she time. beat it. Our, I, she has a wicked turn of foot, and if she handles the the, the uh, that's if, if she handles the firmer going, I think she freaking just rolls late, picks him up. And wins. Yeah, I'm super concerned about the. Okay, the you're super her. concerned. Well, Any time that she's gone on like good, fat, firm, quote think, unquote, over there, it's I, not I read articles. Good. I read articles. They said she should love it. Okay. Yeah. She should so, love it. There you go. What do you What just, do you think? I'll just ignore the. Uh, let's see the the good soft, the the firm where she finished six, and then the firm where she. So finished you only fifth. got beat a length and a quarter, half that day. She was flying. Eh. Oh my god. Not enough. Okay. Why don't you take dog tag? No, thanks. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to give you one more. Can I give you one more? Sure, why not? The Japanese horse. The Japanese filly. Loves only you. Okay. Super consistent. Watched her races. Man, this filly fires every freaking time. She's fresh. She's four to one. Not a great price. I think she might drift up a little bit. I'm saying four, eight here in your combos and your, your pick threes and your pick fours. Mm -hmm. Those are my two horses. I think she is. You like her? I do. I do like her. Yeah. Um, she ran third to Mishrift. Yep. And she. Got beat by a half length to Mishrift. She also kind of goes in like a bad race, good race pattern. And even though there's the layoff here, she's on pattern for yep. a good race. She's the one. And um, yeah, I think okay. that she's interesting. And it's loves only you. Like that's what you and I say oh. to each other. All right. Is that considered misogynistic? Isn't misogynistic when, like, you say, Michelle, why are you working? You should be uh, cleaning the dishes. Isn't that what it is? Um, or is that mycogenic? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Race 8, Breeders' Cup Sprint, Grade 1. This is going to be very, very easy. It's Grade 1. It's $2 million. It's six furlongs on the dirt. There's going to be a, yet another heavy favorite in here, and his name is Michelle's favorite horse, Jackie's Warrior. Six to five on the morning line for Aspison and Rosario. Michelle. I like Dr. Shivel. What? <laughs> Oh my God! See, we don't prep this. Like, we have no idea. That's incredible. You like Dr. Shivel. Yeah. Wow. Mark Glad, our good friend, Flavian Pratt. He lost the rain last time. He did the whole thing. He's always on the inside. Now he gets to the outside. You think he can run with Jackie's Warrior? Yeah, I do. Wow. That's. Look at you. I thought you loved Jackie's Warrior. He's like your favorite horse I in the world. I love Jackie's Warrior. But. He's so stinking cute. But. I just think that. Now, I, I didn't see his work at Del Mar yet, but the work before that at Santa Anita, I really liked. The work before that, I didn't okay. like. Right. And I just think he's going to have a lot of testing. Like, I don't think he's going to be out there by himself, right? Because you're right. going to have Right, you think they're going to fly. They are going to fly. And while I feel like um, he is a very good horse... He, Ryan reminded me of this last night. He's very reminiscent also of Nashville. Remember how brilliant yes, he was? And then yes. he came to Southern California for the Malibu and went toe-to-toe -to -toe yep. with Charlton, right? Charlton. Yep, Charlton. And it, like, kind of broke his heart a little bit. Yep. I'm just worried about coming out here. Now, we saw Dr. Shivel go to the lead last time because the broken rain, which I feel like gives Flavian, like, an extra little bullet in his gun. But normally, he's an off-the-pace horse. He's a perfect 3-for-3 three three at Del Mar. He's 4-for-4 four four at the distance. 
I feel like going into um, the Bing Crosby, I really liked him there because he had been working well. And coming into here, he's working really well. I know they didn't want him to go 58 and change. They were hoping yeah. for like a uh, minute. The track was really fast that day. It was really fast that day. And the way he did Mar it was just Listen, I, how, Mark Ladd is, is my guy. I would love nothing. And, and Tim Cohen from Red Byron's Barn, he's been on our mm -hmm. show, Rancho Temescal. Couldn't be, I would not be happier if Dr. Shivel can beat Jackie's Warrior. I think it's a great pick by you. I think that gives you some value. I think the other, my other value horse in here is right inside of Dr. Shivel. That's Special Reserve. I was at Keeneland when he won the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, very, he, he, he's an impressive individual. Uh, he was claimed for $40,000 back in February. What a great claim. Since that time, he's like one, two, three, four. He's at four for six with two seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, great claim by Mike Maker. Who And uh, I think this horse is going to give a good account of himself. He's fast on sheets as well. But no one is as fast as Jackie's Warrior, who I think is going to be four so what, to five. What's Jackie's Warrior sheet numbers? Uh, he's very fast. He's negative twos, negative threes, stuff like that. What's Dr. Shivel's sheet Dr. Numbers? Shivel ran a very good number last time. He got in the negative for the first time, but before that he had run two paired threes. I mean, we have so to he's remember, coming up a lof lifetime top. We have to remember, too, that that uh, Dr. Shivel and Jackie's Warrior are just three-year-olds. It's Isn't amazing. Crazy? God, I hope they stick around. All right, Michelle. Breeders' Cup Scott mile, grade one. That, <laughs> well, Scott Blasey's not going to talk to you. I one know. mile on the grass, $2 million in the Breeders' Cup mile. We have so many familiar faces in here, especially our California hopes lie with Mo Forza and our good friend Onofrio, Pete Miller, and Flavian Pratt. Five to one second choice. You have Smooth Like Straight from Mike McCarthy and Berta Raspoli. Ten to one on Smooth Like Straight. I don't think you'll ever get ten to one on Smooth Like Straight again. And also the other... Favorite from Southern California has hit the road 15 to 1. Dan Blacker. Johnny V takes over for Florent Giroux. These three were right in it last time in the City of Hope Mile. Michelle, I'm going to put it to you this way. Do the Californians stand a chance yes. in the Breeders' Cup Mile? 100%, yes. Yes. 100%. 100% they, they do, actually. I use Mo Forza as my daymaker for XB because I love Space Blues. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but the daymaker is like hoping to make some money. Yes. Right? And I think that because of the presence of Space Blues and other Euros, we might actually see Mo Forza be a price worth worthy of betting instead of being odds on or, or yeah. close to it. Yeah. Um, you know, he is going to be up against it a little bit just from a trip standpoint because of where he likes to be. But again, Flavian is so genius about this. This Colt uh, has done very well at Del Mar. In fact, he hasn't lost a race at Del Mar since he broke his maiden. And he loves the mile, that's no doubt. Um, I think that he's doing really well. And you're talking about this particular race, the mile. American horses in general have just done really well. In fact, seven of the last ten winners have been American Interesting. horses. Okay, good to know. Uh, Space Blues, who is the favorite oh, for Charles Appleby, is, 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 has the uh, what we like to say, a wicked turn of foot. Yeah. I mean, this horse absolutely is explosive. He will be on a lot of my tickets, but I feel like I always kind of fall in that trap with the European here. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else, maybe uh, if you're looking for a Euro price, maybe the Mother Earth 8-1. to one. I don't know if these guys are very good, but Aiden O'Brien and Ryan Moore, they tend to win a lot of these kind of races where mm -hmm. you kind of get overlooked. And, and I, I think that's an interesting horse in here. Can uh, I make a bold statement? Bold statement time. Hold on. Turn it on. Go. Bold statement. Smooth like straight could win this race. Smooth like straight could win this race. He could. He always fires. He always fires. He always fires. Here's the thing. He gets the pace advantage, right? He can he's going to be up involved. Now, I don't think Who is going to be in front when they when they make the first turn? Cuz um, I know who's going to be in front. Blowout is Correct. going to be in front. Blowout will be in front and I think Smooth Like Straight will get a nice tracking trip. Now, I'm going to I'm going to give you guys 
a really big play here. Everybody. Just listen, okay? There's a guy named Chad Brown. He has blowout. Okay. He's a very good turf trainer. I don't Did know if you, you know this. Raging Bull. I read Ortiz. Raging Bull is going to be probably 20 to 25 to 1 in here. Okay. Raging Bull is 1 Likes for 1 at Del Mar. Mar. Mm -hmm. He loves it here. Blowout is going to roll on the front end to set, set this up. thing up. Mm. Now, I realize Raging Bull is the last two races have not been his typical races. Is the question is is he off his game? Isn't it twenty? Isn't it twenty to or twenty five to one to have Raging Bull? If you just put your thumb over the last two races and just said this horse is going to be twenty five to one in the Breeders' Cup, really, it's mile. only one race because last race yeah. he ran third, so it's yeah. just the four star Dave, right? I mean, isn't that interesting? I mean, talk, we're talking about value here. We're talking about a spread in, in a late pick four. Wouldn't you like to have Raging Bull on your ticket? At... Oh, I have to have him on my ticket. There you go. That's all I'm saying. To. All right, time's so kind of like Space Blues, Euros, a little bit Raging Bull here and there. I Michelle mean, thinks the... I'm also going on record. I, yeah. like, I like the rider swap to, on Hit the Road. You like the rider swap? Oh, so does Flo, Emily Koch. I, Emily I, Koch is very excited yeah, about that. I love Flo, don't get me wrong, but I think Flo's gotten that horse into a couple different issues that have really cost him wins. And I think someone like Johnny will let this horse kind of do what he wants to do instead of making him do what he thinks he should do. Right. And I think it's Makes just, a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it's good. Okay. Breeders' Cup distaff time. Mile and an eighth on the dirt grade one. $2 million in the Breeders' Cup distaff. Heavy favorite in here once again will be Latruska Michelle at eight to five. And I guess the question we keep coming back to Let's beat is, her. are we going to beat her? Let's beat her. So we are going to beat her. Let's beat her. Fantastic. Who are we going to beat her with? Possibly Malathot. Malathot, who has looked great in the morning. Oh, my God. Gosh. Is she a beast. Oh, Woo. holy cannoli. Uh, and she, so she, sweet. She's done very little wrong in her career. Six for seven. Her only loss was in the coaching club. Uh, Ameri uh, coaching club. At She lost by a head to Maracucha that day. Other than that, she's been perfect. She's won the Ashland grade one. She won the grade one Kentucky Oaks. She won the grade one Alabama. I mean, this really has really done nothing wrong. The only thing kind of against her is she's She's three, and she's not. You know, she. You know, she's like. Mm. She's kind of like essential quality. Who we're going to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. She's this kind of big workmanlike, workman never wins by ten, always has. Looks like she's in a struggle, but she just wins. Right. And I think she's going to get played, Michelle. I'm not a huge Malathot fan, but I think she'll get played. I think that four to one price is probably about what you might get. Uh, Latruska, what does she go off at? Well, that's what we're here to do. We're you know, here to like make you know decisions what? I think she and might, put ourselves out I there. I think she might actually go Check off the a tape. little higher than you think because hmm. of her published work, publicized okay. work. Where so uh, when does Latruska become is. value? Like, is is if Latruska's five to two or three to one? Is that value yeah. on Latruska? Right. One? So that's an interesting thing we're talking about, and we don't usually do this on the show, but we're talking about gambling. Um, you know, Latruska at six to five is like, eh, but Latruska at. You know, three to one is all of a sudden now she's valued. Now she's valued. She's had an unbelievable year, Michelle. I just want to read this off to you real quick. Grade one wins in the grade one Apple Blossom, the grade one Ogden Phipps, the grade two Florida Lee, the grade one Prince Personal Ensign, and the grade one Spinster. Those are her last six races. I mean, it, it, at, at five different racetracks. At five different way. racetracks. The only race she lost was actually to She Dares the Devil, and she lost by a head in the Azari. Mm -hmm. And She Dares the Devil comes back in here. She's won at Del Mar. <laughs> she has been awesome ever since uh, um, moving uh, uh, from to, Southern to California, or whenever she ran at Delmar mm -hmm. in the original one. Um, she won the Kentucky Oaks. This is, this is cool. We have two day. Kentucky Oaks winners. I better The three-year-old and the four-year-old. Mm -hmm. I forgot that she ran the Kentucky Oaks. She won the Azari. She won the La Truen. She's won. I mean, this filly's very good. She's very fast. 
Give me like horologist is pretty fast. Give me a, a, a what you see private mission for Baffert on the rail. She is vastly improved. What do you see as a pace scenario in here, and who might benefit? Well, I from don't that? think that she dares the devil will be on the lead. I think okay. that she'll be off the lead. Latruska um, will be in front. You think so? I yes. think a Baffert will be in front. Oh, you think private mission will be in front? I think that okay, especially Baffert having two. He said one to okay. soften up. Um, All right, Latruska. But I, I really think that this race could set up beautifully for She Dares the Devil. And of all the horses I've watched gallop uh, on the surface here, I saw her for the first time today. She absolutely floated over it. She very much so reminds me of Vino Rosso before he won the Classic at Santa Anita, the fluidity in which he was getting over the surface. Interesting. Qatar Racing Limited uh, and Flurry Racing Sale for She Dares the Devil. I think personally, Michelle, this is kind of my favorite race only because... I think you could make a case, a legitimate case, for mm -hmm. almost every horse in here winning. Right. Like at the end of the day, when we when we do our recap, if we do one of these recaps next week and we do two podcasts, I, like I think we're gonna say, yeah, you know what, that makes sense, Clarier. She she was like a really good three year old and just kind of getting better and better mm -hmm. and better. Or we could say Royal Flag. I mean, it's Chad Brown and Rosario. Like, what are we thinking? He just comes. Rosario rides this horse. He had other options. Comes in off the Bell Dame. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you're gonna make a case for anyone. And I think in your in your pick fours and in your pick sixes. I would I would advise not to single Latruska in here. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. All right. Race 11. Michelle, we only have two more races. <sighs> Breeders' Cup Turf, grade one. It is 4 million, Michelle, 4 million, mile and a half on the grass. Can you do your little rap thing that you were doing earlier? What was when the when the music came on? I can only do it when the music's on because I don't even know what, what I was rapping. You were, so you were just freestyling. Yeah. No, you, it was a song, that I, oh. but I just can't remember what it was. Can you do a Breeders' Cup freestyle rap? Um, no, I can't freestyle. Okay, all right. All right, here we go. This is a very, very good race. It is the 11th on the card. It is the Breeders' Cup, grade one, $4 million. Like. Ask me who I like. Michelle, I just want to tell you that the Morning Line favorite is the 13 drawing outside. That is last year's winner, Tanarwa, that I gave out on the air, if you recall, last year. That was my Breeders' Cup pick of the day. So mm -hmm. now I have Rogier, or whatever her name is. Michelle, who do you like? Well, first of all, I think that uh, Tanarwa is... An absolute rock star, right? She She's is. coming off a second place finish in the Arthur Triumph. She wheels right back into here in the Breeders' Cup. We've seen a couple horses be able to do the double successfully. She obviously won't be going for that, but it's still pretty stinking cool. Yep. Um, she looks tremendous. I oh. have seen her. Yeah. She, it's funny. She doesn't really look like a turf marathoner. She's a little like stouter build, but she looks beautiful. Okay. Um, and I love the way that she's been training. Yep. But, but I'm hearing a but. I try. I want to try and beat her with the seven Walton Street. Yes, he was really impressive. I watched this video last night at Woodbine in the Canadian International Grade One. He won by five lengths, over five lengths, ran a one ten buyer. So did you I watch, watch him. the race? It's right? Beautiful. So in yeah. that race, the uh, the horse that was on the lead was like way up in front, and Walton Street was in second, but like five lengths yeah. back, but like happy to be clear also. And just a really great ride there from Frankie Dettori. And I like the fact that he's like a Euro that's forwardly placed, right? Yeah. We always, the Euros just come from behind. He this wears the little, uh, cheekies. The little cheekies. Yeah, he wears okay, the cheekies. So did you happen to notice in the, any, did you watch his European? Races? Yes, I did. Did he get sweaty? I did not notice that he got oh sweaty. I did notice that he was very forwardly placed. And I said the same thing to myself last night. So this is the first Euro I've ever seen that's like On right the up bridle, there. Right. right. And, and I think distance is no problem. Yeah. He'll probably get a great, I think it's nice that he's drawn right next to Acclimate, who mm -hmm. is the likely pace setter, mm -hmm. because he can kind of go and then he can, and he can kind of follow. Yeah. I don't think he'll probably want to go as fast as Acclimate, but I think that's a great pick, Michelle. Walton Street should be on your tickets. 
Um, so what, here's my one asterisk for asterisk. him. Asterisk. I saw him today for the first time uh -oh. uh, as Charlie Appleby's group made their way out. He was like white, like someone had flocked him in he was snow. Hot. He was hot. He okay. was He's yeah. super cute. Oh, I wanted to kiss his little nose. I know. Like Michelle loves the horses. But he, he was like literally dripping in sweat with lather pouring off of his legs. Ugh. Well, so, let's see what happens. Yeah, Maybe it was just tomorrow. the first day. Exactly. Keep an eye on that stuff, guys. It is important, Michelle. I have to tell you that um, I think domestic spending is the best of the U.S. hopes. He's 4-1 to one for Pratt and Brown. We've talked about Pratt and Brown a lot. Uh According to Chad Brown, who I've spoken to a lot, this horse breathes different air. He has loved this horse all along. They specifically did not run to keep him fresh from August. And I think if you're looking for an American hope, you got Pratt, who obviously knows this turf course. You got Chad Brown. You got four to one. It may be even be higher, maybe. Mm -hmm. Four to one, I think, is right. I think it's great value to make a play with domestic spending in the Breeders' Cup turf. Ditto. Okay. Thank you. Final race of the weekend is the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Classic. It is $6 million. Mile and a quarter on the dirt. It is sponsored by Longines. Um, it is a great, great race. Really, really good horses. Really exciting event. I think it's a it's a super lineup. Even though it's only nine horses, I think it's a really good bunch of nine horses. Uh, uh, maybe not the the super duper duper superstar that we're used to. You know, there's not an American Pharaoh in here, uh, but but they're all really good horses, and it's a great crop of three year olds. However, Michelle, they are all going to have to beat Nick's go five to two morning line favorite for Brad Cox, Joel Rosario. All he's done is won his last three races by open lengths. He's really fast. Rosario gets along with him well. He's the horse to beat, Michelle, in my opinion, but I'm turning over to you. Billy. What? Oh, you, look, I got like a look. Wait, are you blushing? What is happening I, here? No, am I blushing? Are you mad? No, I'm not mad. Am I saying that Nick's go shouldn't be considered the horse to beat? No, he sure he is. But he can be beat. Beaten. You know me. I know you. You know what me. What is going to happen here? Hold on. Can I guess? Yeah. Hold on. Now, well, but here's the problem I have. Jackie's Warrior, you've been talking about all year that he's your favorite horse. In fact, I thought you were going to get married to Jackie's Warrior. I love this horse. You love he's him. He's so cute. I know, but then you choose someone else. So I know who your favorite horse is in this race. There's two of them, and you're struggling right now. I see this. You guys can't see it, but I see an internal struggle. She so badly wants to say Hot Rod Charlie. And let me tell you something. Bill Strauss, I know you're listening, buddy. We will be rooting for Hot Rod Charlie. I promise. He will be on our tickets, and we will root for Hot Rod Charlie. And when he turns for home and he's right there, we will be screaming. Screaming and yelling, and I'm rooting for you, pal. But I know Michelle, and Michelle's horse is Medina Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Medina Spirit. Man, I saw him gallop this morning. He looked awesome. We don't have to tell you about Medina Spirit. He won the Kentucky Derby so far. Uh, um, didn't uh, Obviously ran third in the Preakness. Comes back really well in the shared belief. Here at Del Mar, he got a race over the track. Crushes in the awesome again, beats older horses. Michelle, why do you love Medina Spirit other than he's cute? I I just love how gutty he is. I've been a fan of his since before he started watching him in works. I was like, this horse is something special. Um, I told Bob, you know, this horse is going to be your derby horse. And even Bob laughed at me. And he went on to win the derby. I was super impressed with his awesome again. You know, he's just got so much determination. I mean, even if Nick's go is faster than him and goes, I, not saying that. Medina Spirit couldn't keep up with him, but if, if he doesn't and lets him go for some reason, I think he can catch him. But if he goes with him, he is not going to let that horse buy him. Right. Medina Spirit does not let horses buy. So, like, you know, maybe maybe they should go and make Nick's go push him the whole way. I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is going to be, and it's, so it's hard to, to beat Nick's go 
because he's so fast and it's, it's going to be hard for someone else to keep up. But I just, I love an underdog. And even though he comes from like the biggest barn in the nation, I feel like Medina Spirit is like constantly the underdog. Zidane Racing, uh, Gary Young purchased his horse for $35,000. Interesting that we haven't really, we didn't talk about Essential Quality, who's three to one on the morning line, Luis Saez for Brad Cox. This horse, uh, his only blemish was to Medina Spirit by a length in the Kentucky Derby when he was super wide that day. Comes back, wins the Belmont, wins the Jim Dandy, wins the Travers. And here he is, uh, three to one uh, in the British Cup Classic, Michelle. Where's you? Where you feel about essential quality? I compared him earlier to the Malathot, yeah. and and is is he just not? Uh, is he just not done enough visually for you? Yeah, I've, and, and we had on um, Jimmy Bell yes. talking about essential quality, and he he kind of turned me into an essential quality fan there. Basically what it is, Billy, is I'm just a big hater. So if a horse is always the favorite, I always just try and beat him. But he's not going to be the favorite here. But I'm just saying, So, okay. but, but, but when so it started, it, that's yeah. what it was, right? was every single time he went postward, he was the favorite, and I kept saying he hasn't done enough, he doesn't beat them by enough, so I tried to beat him every single time. Well, now, it's like I can't just like jump on his bandwagon because I've tried to beat him sure so you much. can no there's no so rules I to, I, if essential quality wins i will be very happy for godolphin i'll be very happy for sias i'll be very happy for brad cox but i just have to play against him because it was the way i've been doing it all along what is the pace scenario in here fast. where do you see it's fast. it's fast so you see i'm just gonna say like nick's, nick's go, go medina spear art collector right there as hot well hot rod i don't hot rod charlie sits back i don't think hot rod charlie's really? fast enough. yeah hot rod charlie's not going he went 46 in the belmont he's not going okay there's no way hot rod charlie can uh, go see, with i don't go. think art collector is fast enough to be on the lead okay i think i think art collector and hot rod charlie sit right behind them i think essential quality might be right behind them i i don't think it's going to be a big spread out field because mm-hmm. um, i think there's so many horses with natural speed uh, on paper I'm just te- from a, a sheets perspective, whatever it is. I'm telling you, Nick's go is much faster than these horses. Okay. Um, if Nick's go runs his race, he will run them off his feet, and I think we're going to see a race that's very similar to the Gunrunner race back here several years ago at Del Mar, where Nick's go kind of takes the lead. Rosario gives him a little de- deep breath down the back stretch, and he pours it on, turning for home. That's one way to see it. Obviously, that's not the value play. I believe if you're betting. Uh, pick sixes, pick fives, pick fours. I think you want to be closing to a lot of these horses because I think something, who knows, Medina Spirit could go right with Nick's go and all of a sudden they're in a duel. Mm-hmm. And when you duel at Del Mar, you pay the price. Mm-hmm. You remember a horse named Cigar, Michelle? Mm-hmm. He paid the price. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Michelle, I think it's going to be a fantastic day. I hope that okay. everybody listening enjoyed this because I'm sweaty. <laughs> I, I am so sweaty. I am exhausted. But I feel like we I feel like we gave some good opinions. I feel like you gave some really nice insight into the stuff you're seeing in the morning. And I would I can't wait to watch the goddamn races. Billy. I swore twice. Three times. You used the F word a third time. I did. Yeah. I'm fired up. I see that. I am fired up. All right, people. We'll see you next week. We'll get a great thanks to all our sponsors, by the way. Taylor Made Stallions, Travis White, my man. Uh, Del Mar, Santa Anita. We should have Breeders' Cup should have been our sponsor since we just did talked about the Breeders' Cup for an hour. This is our longest show ever, I think. Um, and you'll be here all weekend. I'll be here. Del Mar opens tomorrow, by the way. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Breeders' Cup Friday, Saturday, and then another day of racing on Sunday. 
Thank you for listening, everybody uh, who is out there in the In The Money Media Network. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks. If any of you want to comment and tell us how dumb we are, we are more than happy to listen. Just send listen that straight to Billy. <laughs> at at Horse, at the Michelle Yu, at BKLRF on Twitter. Uh, uh, light us up. We're, we, we're here to take it. We have very broad shoulders. We gave our opinions. And whether you like them or not, they're opinions. Love everybody. Bye.